Welcome to Tales from the Multiverse, where I, Andy Courtney, will spin you stories from worlds parallel and beyond our own. This week, we'll be reading the short story, The Door, which is found in the collection Movement by Gabe Sluice. Hope you enjoy! The Door He didn't ring the doorbell. He didn't knock. Instead, Jake Gates just walked in the front door of the house like he'd been inside before. Jake ventured through the unfamiliar layout, following the sound of music and conversation. It wasn't long before he found the main gathering of old friends, in the kitchen and spilling out into the backyard patio. Jake! Donnie Bright said, coming from the outside. The two gave each other a quick embrace, and Jake handed over an unwrapped toaster box. Happy housewarming, DB, Jake said. I didn't wrap it because I figured it was pointless. This place is pretty nice. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm still surprised the bank gave Carrie and I the loan. Should I give you the tour? Let's! Jake agreed. Donnie led the way out back first, where Jake said hello to the nice guests he knew, and was introduced to the ones he didn't. It's a pretty big backyard, dude, Jake commented. Yeah, way bigger than anything I've ever had at any rental. Carrie wants me to build a doghouse. Jake chuckled. (laughs) Well now, you don't have to deal with pet deposits. Getting a dog isn't a bad idea. This patio furniture is pretty nice. I know. The McCourtney's got it for us. I was blown away. John was pretty impressed I actually followed through with purchasing a house. Donnie said. Jake smiled at the mention of John McCourtney. The pair grabbed drinks out of a cooler and went back inside the house. Their first stop was the garage, which was mostly empty except for unpacked moving boxes. The pair talked about plans for a workbench and thought on the old water heater could use replacement. So, do you know anything about who had this house before you? You said it wasn't a short sale and I can't imagine it was a rental. It looks pretty well taken care of. Apparently an old man lived here alone, and when he died, his daughter put it up for sale as soon as she could, Donnie said. He died in here somewhere, didn't he? Jake said with a grin. (laughs) Yeah, I found out he did. Donnie admitted under his breath. They had to disclose it in the final sale paperwork. But don't mention it to Carrie. She gets really weird about ghosts and dead people and stuff. Those of us who've been killed by crazy men in the woods are immune to that stuff. Jake said, elbowing his friend. Your girlfriend wouldn't quite understand about all that stuff, huh? Donnie laughed to himself and nodded. (laughs) I had all new carpet put down before we moved in. Donnie said. So that kind of reduces his presence, right? Oh well. He laughed again. The price was right, and we're going to redo the tile in the kitchen and the half bath next. Cool, man. So, uh, two bedrooms? Yep, here's the spare. Donnie said, pushing the door open with one hand so the pair could look in. Not sure what we are going to do with it yet, but it's nice to have the space. And next is the master. Very cool, Jake replied. He half sat against the foot of Donnie's bed and took a moment to look around. Ooh, and a walk-in closet. Yeah, it's pretty nice, Donnie said, pushing the pocket door all the way open. It's probably the nicest part about this room. Look at all that fancy wooden shelving. Jake furrowed his brow and looked around. The wooden fixtures were very fancy and the beautiful trim of quality hardware. Donnie and Carrie had unpacked a good amount of clothes into the shelves and hanging rods. It's so nice it's almost out of place, Jake commented. What do you mean? Donnie said and looked closer. This walk-in closet system must have cost a ton. No offense, dude, but this house is styled a bit old, and it has acoustic ceilings and old doors, and the new carpets. And baseboards. Donnie cut in. No, I mean, it's all good. Some new paint and the tile you were talking about will make it amazing. But before all your updates, this closet system stands out. Have you ever heard of Murphy doors? Donnie shook his head. I've seen them advertised on, like, Sky Mall and at home shows. They were the original makers of those beds that fold out of the wall. The ones where you can put up in the day and save space. Well, they became really specialized in making doors that fold out into things that looked really fancy. To hide eyesores and stuff. What are you saying? Donnie asked. 
I think there's something more here than a closet. Think about the layout of the house. Come out here. Jake said, exiting the closet. The pair walked out of the hall toward the living room. They began to speak in hushed voices. Think about it. Jake said again. There's space I'm counted for. Not much, but some. The half bath doesn't look like it goes all the way out to the back exterior wall. Look at the, how deep the living room is compared. Donnie and Jake skulked through the party, judging the space of the house while everyone visited. They stuck their heads out the back siding glass door. They made depth comparisons slightly until one eyed the other and wordlessly agreed. Jake followed Donnie as he made a break back for the master closet. Donnie, what are you two up to? Carrie called as they went. Come be social. Just a minute, we'll be out in a sec. Donnie called back. They went back into the closet and slid the door closed. You are so right. Donnie hissed excitedly. There is space unaccounted for. It's not super obvious, but not unless you look. And I only noticed because these shelves are slightly out of place. Jake agreed. It's gotta be this one too. The others are all against your bedroom wall, and that one couldn't move because of the hanging rungs. The old guy must have put the others in here to make that movable door not stand out. So how do you think it works? Donnie asked, inspecting the shelf system with his eyes and hands. He gave an experimental tug that yielded no results. I don't know, Jake said. There should be a switch or something. Let me look and see up on my phone, see if I can find anywhere they usually hide their switches at. Before Jake could perform his search, Donnie's fingers found the switch. Got it. Both watched with awe as the shelf system swung out from the decorative molding, revealing darkness behind. Jake shined the face of his lit phone into the dark. Donnie stepped over the raised threshold and into the room. With one leg in and one out, he felt a string hit the side of his head, realizing what it was. Donnie pulled the light chain and secret room lit up. The pair stepped inside, leaving the door open to the closet. The space was small, small enough not to be noticed, but large enough to hold the old man's valuables. Hanging on a pegboard wall were an array of weapons. Two M16 rifles sat stacked above an automatic pistol and two more revolvers. A double-barrel breech shotgun leaned against the wall. Off to the side were a collection of large, fixed-blade knives and a pair of brass knuckles. On the opposing wall were coils of rope and a pair of stuffed backpacks with labels. Along the concrete floor were boxes of meals ready to eat, bottles of water, and ammunition cans. At the back wall, half a, as wide as the room was long, sat a strong box. Beside it, an empty fireproof file box with the lid up. The guy's daughter must have never known. Donnie whispered to himself. Jake nodded as he read the labels on the backpacks. These were his go bags, in case he needed to bug out. They have a list of their contents on the outside so we know what was in them. Mail change of clothes, medical supplies, maps. Looks like he had one for himself and one for a woman. Look at these guns, man, Donnie said. I just bought a new collection of guns along with my new house. Safe, Jake said, directing his friend to the final part of the room. You might have bought more than just some prepper gear. Donnie knelt down in front of the shelf as the strong box sat on it. He tried to push it to the side, flaring his eyes as Jake as he felt the weight. What do you think is in here? The firebox is empty. He must have taken the important papers out before he died. What, does that thing take the same keys as this, or does it have a code only? Jake asked of the safe Donnie sat in front of. Combo. He answered. Damn! Jake said. Any ideas? If seen on some of those storage shows that these guys pick them up and then drop them on their corner of the lid and it, the clasp breaks open. Nah, this thing is heavy, and I'm pretty sure everyone in the house would hear if we cracked it on the concrete. Donnie said. I'll just have to start trying numbers. One, two, three, four. That will take forever, Jake said as Donnie began to punch away. What about the address of your house? What's your address? 
5035 Wildland. I guess we could give that a try. Maybe it's the old guy's birthday. Jig muttered to himself. Oh, are the birthday of the woman the pack was made for? Or an anniversary? No way! Donnie said as the safe flight went green and the latch cycled open. Your address? Are you kidding me? Jake nearly shouted. <laughs> I guess not. Donnie said as he opened the lid. Donnie Bright and Jake Gates walked outside and sat in the fancy patio set in the evening light, grinning and sipping on their drinks. They sat next to each other and didn't say a word. Jake elbowed Donnie without looking, and Donnie elbowed back. What are you two grinning about? Carrie said, coming outside and seeing the two. Oh, nothing. Donnie answered. You guys' this new place is absolutely amazing. Jake said, disrupting Carrie's next thought. It's so much more than I thought it would be. We're pretty happy with it. Carrie agreed. The house payment is a bit more than what we're used to paying, but... I'm sure we'll get by. Oh, I have a feeling you have no problem with your house payment. Jake grinned. Donnie, the tacos are almost ready. Will you come help me serve them? She said and went back inside before he could reply. I should have gotten you a scale so you could weigh all that stuff. Jake joked with Donnie as he got up to go help with the food. Coming. He called after his girlfriend and shook his head at Jake. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure I can afford one now. Well, this is Andy Courtney. I hope you enjoyed The Door in Movement by Gabe Sluice. Hey, Andy. That was good. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I took over of... my podcast and everything. <laughs> I'm one of Gabe's best friends, and he gave me the opportunity to uh, narrate while he did some voices, along with our friend Richard here. Hot dog. And this is uh, <laughs> Friends for a yeah. long, long time. We did it. Thanks for coming over, guys. Absolutely. We, we are the try-in. It's been a while. I've been trying to get you guys over here, but, you know, I knew it was going to happen eventually. It was. Can you believe it? We made it to podcast number 19. Never we thought did. I'd get that far. Oh, the magic number. Stephen King. You ignorant sluts. <laughs> this isn't podcast 19. It's like 15. Have you even been listening to my podcast? You come over here to my house to record a podcast with me, and you don't even know what number we're on? I'm stuck in the 90s. I've never listened to a single podcast. <laughs> <laughs> never listened to any podcasts? Is never. it on not record? Even, not even Andy once. wants to start a podcast. He's going to do a financial one. I am. That's why he got himself one of these mics. So in a moment, financial advice with Andy. Yeah, there yes. you go. Uh -huh. In a moment, we're gonna have Richard help me uh, write a new intro song because obviously that four chord wonder I'm playing is a little played out. Yes. Maybe. You can tweet. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. At Gabe Sluice. Yeah. What's your greatest idea for his next intro song should be? I'm going for dubstep mixed with folk music. <laughs> Folk music. Folk music. What you know about the folk music, son? Going up and down like the sun, day in, day out. Cucumber. <laughs> cucumber. Andy, you messed up my flow. I You're did. not supposed to do the cucumber until later. <laughs> this is the longest outro ever. No, it's cool. It's cool. All right. Um, that's time. it. And uh, this is actually going to be the end of my podcast for a little bit, end of the first season, because, you know, life's busy. So It is. Thanks for listening all this time. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah.